This is the Abraham's Wallet podcast. Abraham's Wallet spans the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Bueno, y bienvenidos al podcast Abraham's Wallet. Oh, bueno. Abraham Wallet. La billetera de Abraham. Hey, Stephen. Hello. Here we are in person. Yep, once again. And much like the last time we were in person, there's a gentle breeze blowing through some trees there's some cicadas singing yes there's likely to be bird intervention in the background Could noise be possible so but this time we're not in luck we're in cincinnati at your home here you are welcome welcome and welcome the listener welcome to the back deck here you might be also having bird sounds right now because as we know you're probably out running yep so, we just wrapped up a week of work and good client meetings. Traveling around the tri-state area is this called a tri-state area here? It is okay, and it was great, but we thought might as well bust out a podcast. This is kind of a half-baked ideas podcast because we're going to talk about something that you are just about to dive into on the blog, but haven't fully started writing yet so we're kind of previewing some of the ideas that you'll probably be putting some more flesh on as as you go okay what what would the topic well the topic is credit cards and i think i certainly grew up with the feeling that credit cards are the devil's business and it's a bait and if you bite that bait, you're going to, they're going to lure you in. You're going to be paying 20% interest forever and they're going to kill you. And certainly there are a lot of Americans out there for whom credit cards are the road to destruction. And because they don't have self-control and don't have prudent habits with their finances, etc. But if you are on top of those things, then I'm here to tell you that credit cards are not only a good a good tool to have in your in your financial portfolio of tools, but um, you can really work that system to your advantage. That's what I want to talk about because I think it's fun. Yeah. So you've turned me on to a few credit cards that I bet we'll talk about. I I would just put a disclaimer at the top of this podcast to say there is a person out there for whom credit cards are a uniformly bad idea. And we should describe that person right up front. If you have had... So number one, if you have credit cards right now and you're carrying a balance from month to month on any of them... Um, don't use credit cards anymore. <laughs> yeah. Stop that practice. It's it's important to 
push pause on everything and pay those off because unlike sort of there's a way to deal with student loans and mortgage loans and business loans that we can create a plan and kind of pay enough on the that debt that it will shrink maybe slowly if you really are pinched you might have to pay it down very slowly but every month it will be a few dollars less if you make the right payments credit card is a type of debt that once you get it and it it can very quickly start to uh, accumulate at a rate much faster than you could reasonably pay it off because the interest rates tend to be so high. So if that's you and you're carrying a balance month to month, it could start out as $1,000 and before you know it be two and then it starts doubling and doubling and you're in big time trouble and it's the type of debt that you just can't ever pay off. So if you have credit card debt that you don't pay off to zero every month, credit cards are not for you you can just skip this episode yeah turn this off immediately and work on rolling all of your credit card debt into home equity somehow and just to contrast these two forms of debt with a credit card credit card debt as mark is saying always increases there is if you if you don't touch it and just pay minimums and what the I know that's the scenario that Mark is describing happens to people as that as that principal amount gets larger and larger people just start paying the minimums because they can't face the idea of well I don't have a thousand dollars right now so I'm just gonna pay the minimum to quote keep them at bay and satisfy them and when you're doing that you know you're throwing steak to a wolf right outside your house every day and that wolf is getting stronger and it's being less and less satisfied with the steak that you're giving it so that's a really really bad way to go as that number gets larger and larger and feels more untouchable yeah in fact everything we are going to talk about today when we talk about the fun credit card hacking rewards that is funded by people (laughs) that's true who get sucked into the blender that's true and so it's not that they want you to have four hundred dollars of of no. gift cards at REI because they're just good people and they're they're able to pay you that off the one cent transaction fee they get for each swipe. They are counting on the fact that some portion of the people who use that credit card will pay them twenty times what they spend on it in interest over yep. the, their lives. So it is the casino with the great buffet. And it might it might lose them a few dollars. Oh. Can we do an episode someday on the best casino buffets in America? <laughs> of course, I be, would love to contribute to that. Um, and the the casino is happy to lose a few dollars on the buffet because they know how it works, and they know that the numbers game is that the more people they get putting money into the blinky light machines, they win big time. And similarly. Um, most of America is irresponsible and short-sighted with their credit card usage. So if you can not be that guy, then we can tell you where the good buffets are. And yeah, you could a, just go in and enjoy the buffet. There's a few utensils you're going to need to bring to this credit card buffet, though. And the first one, in my mind, is a great budgeting tool. Um, so in order to use a credit card, you know... I get people that tell me, well, I don't do credit cards because of all these pitfalls. I do debit cards. 
And when I hear that, not always, so this is not, I'm not accusing you guys, uh, but a lot of times what they're doing is they're opening up their bank account and looking to see how much cash is left in that account or it's their checking or their savings, whatever their debit card's tied to. And they're saying, do I have money left over? Can I buy this thing? And that is certainly better than using a credit card and saying, it doesn't matter. because It's the- free money. Yeah. But it's not a good way to roll nonetheless. So why I say you need a good budget tracking tool is because we're going to, as a prerequisite to using credit cards, we're going to say, we don't look at the balance of our bank account to find out if we have money available for any given expenditure. We look at our budget and we know throughout the month where we're at in different budget categories. So when I go to the grocery store, I check my grocery budget. If For my family, we use Mint. There's a few tools like Mint and YNAB and Every Dollar. They're all great. Uh, use what works for you. But we check that budget for groceries. I see, okay, I've got $800 budgeted for groceries this month, and I've used $400, and I've got two weeks to go. So uh, I should probably spend about $200 at the grocery store today. Good. You need systems like that in place before you even think about going out and leveraging credit cards because otherwise you could get to the end of the month and have spent $300 more than you had. And that's step one to financial disaster as we described a few minutes ago. Know where the money is going. The, the magic of the credit card, however, is that if you know you're spending $200 this month in groceries and you know that you're spending $75 in gas, and you know that you've got a clothing budget that's a couple hundred dollars every six months, then if that money is coming out of your uh, checking account through a debit card, you could add, it doesn't have to be in one entire step, you could just route that same money through a credit card and get all sorts of perks just for doing that. Um, you could take that gas money, that grocery money, that clothing money, and run it through a credit card of your choice. And you rack up ding, 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 ding. You rack up credit card points. Now, again, the key is I'm still watching every one of these dollars. And I'm going, okay, that's still money going out. And I'm seeing that I just spent this much in groceries and I'm keeping track of my budget. And and at the end of every month, as we said, when when uh, you get a credit card statement, you're zeroing that thing out with your checking account online with your bank so that you're not carrying anything month to month and you zero it out every time. Well, that one simple step of doing that thing which it's not any harder to spend credit card money than to spend your debit card money. All you have to do is a couple clicks and you pay it off online every month. There's all these rewards to be had for doing that. The first one I want to describe um, is your credit score. So I remember my very uh, responsible, careful mom when I went out to college she wanted me and encouraged me I want you to open a couple of credit cards which having given me all of the warnings about credit cards I thought I, I will never have a credit card and she said I want you to I want you to get a couple of credit cards 
And if you've been on a college campus anytime in the last 30 years, they are dying to get to give you credit cards with as many perks and bonuses as possible because they know the scenario that Mark described before. Um, they want to get to get uh, youngsters on the hook and start getting them obligated. Um, and of course, the time to get people on the hook is times of transition. But the reason my mom wanted me to get credit cards was because once you open up a credit line and say they might, they might tell a college student, we'll give you a credit line of $5,000, then what you, what you want to say to the world as a college student is that I can carry a credit line of $5,000, I'm responsible with it, I don't go haywire, and I pay that thing off. When you kind of prove that to the invisible uh, credit score powers that be, your credit score increases because you have access to money that you are handling responsibly and not going bonkers with. Um, the same thing happens when you, when you treat your mortgage responsibly. Your credit score goes up. Anytime you take on debt, or have access to debt and you handle it responsibly, your credit score goes up. So if you are college-aged and you're just starting to, the, to work for the first time or you're starting to spend money for the first time, you might, I mean, you might be a college student and you get a stipend from mom and dad for X number of dollars a month. I would encourage you to take out a credit card, open up that line and start doing this thing where you're watching the dollars and then you get uh, benefits as we're going to describe in a moment. So that's the first thing about credit cards is that it increases your credit score just by using them. Let's talk about some of your common credit card usage habits. How do you use them, Mark? So we use credit cards for everything that we can. We do too. And for us, you know, we've got enough of a credit history. Go back and listen to the episodes on killing $180,000 of debt in three years. Uh, and, you know, we've paid off big chunks of debt. We've got really, really good credit scores. So it's a great way to build credit at the beginning. It doesn't really matter once you get a long history of being responsible with credit. Um, so I'm not as concerned about my credit score, right? which means I'm using credit cards because they're super convenient and they let me track everything, you know, like I said on Mint. Uh, you could do that with a debit card too, but the main reason is because these companies are willing to hand out lots of treats in order to get me to use their credit Ooh. card. I love treats. You know, Jason's Deli, it's not in every city, started I, in Houston. I believe you and I used to meet at Jason's Deli back when I was in high school. That's true. Well, it's a Texas outfit. It's now come up as far north as Cincinnati. And just by going to Jason's Deli, if you just go to Jason's Deli, you could get a sandwich, get a soup. I don't care. Get a salad. You're going to get a treat just for being there. Some One. Soft serve. One, yes, if you get any soup or salad or anything, you get free little cornbread muffins. They're right there for anyone. And then at the end of your meal, you can get some soft serve. They even give you a little chocolate sauce to put on that if you want. Let's talk about the chocolate sauce that Amex is offering. Right <laughs> Let's talk about that. Treats. So, you have turned me on to the new world of hacking 
specific offers on credit cards. So I'm going to save that for you. Thank you, Mark. My normal use, I have two credit cards that are my two standbys. One of them is an American Express card that I got a long time ago in college. And I am grandfathered into the offer they were giving back then, which is incredible. It is 5% cash back on groceries, gas, and drugstore purchases, and then 1% cash back on everything else. Holy moly. That's a great deal. I use it for gas, <laughs> groceries, and drugstores because that's where I get my 5% cash back. Why don't I use it for everything? Well, because I have one other card that it comes from the brokerage house that we use, and it gives me 1.5% cash back on everything. So anything that's not gas, groceries, and drugstores goes on the Visa card, and I get 1.5% cash back, and it has a nice little added bonus of dropping directly into my investment account. So it's kind of like, I don't think about it, I'm not tempted to spend that money. I've had airline cards and things like that in the past, and what I found is that if I'm a smart shopper, the cash back actually amounts to quite a bit more than I would have spent otherwise on travel, um, exclusive of any introductory offers, which you're going to talk about how to exploit those. But for just ongoing needs, I use those two cards, and I have to ask myself before I swipe every time, is this Amex expense or Visa expense? So that that's a really important point that you have to stay on top of how you're using these cards. Now, I, I just want to tell our listeners that for good and for bad, we're not getting paid anything for talking about these credit cards. Nobody's giving us any Yeah, that's a fun perks. little fact, because when we started Abraham's Wallet, that was probably the number two most popular way to make money on a personal finance blog was to write about credit card offers and get kickbacks when people signed up. Yes. Which is ironic and dirty. And <laughs> we just wouldn't do that to you. But just so you know, n nothing we're talking about today will we be getting any rewards for if you take no. our advice. No, no. I am just talking to you as if you were sitting on this deck with us. And I said, hey, pull out your wallet. Do you have these credit cards? So my first question to you, Mark, is with those two that you described, can the common man not get those credit cards? Could we can we get those? You said we can't get that five percent back. I think they've changed some of the the rules on that card, but you can still get a blue cash card from Amex with a really good cash back rate on specific categories. I think groceries is one of them, and gas is one of them. I don't know if it's still five percent. I'll look that up while we talk. Okay. Well, there are people whose whole vocation is looking at all the benefits of various credit cards and then rating them, you know, if... Hold the phone. Wait, hold on a second. There's a... The Blue Cash Preferred card. There's hot, there's, there's hot news crossing the wire right now. No annual fee. No annual fee. We like that. 20% back on Amazon purchases. What? For the first six months. 20% back. $100 back after you spend the first 1000 and then 3% cash back at grocery stores, 2% at gas stations, 1% on everything else. I like that. So mm -hmm. we're, you're going to give us details on that in just a second because I didn't even hear the name of that car. But I'll just say when you have big purchases coming up, oh, I know we're going to 
we're moving into a house. So I knew that we're in the, over the next year, we're going to buy five, ten, twenty thousand dollars worth of furniture, for instance. Then I would th- be thinking to myself, ooh, or I think we just had our first baby. So we're about to outfit a whole room of the house. We're about to do all the carrying strollers, you name it, pumpkin seats. I would think, ooh, this is an opportunity. Who's got a really sweet six-month deal like that where they're saying, whatever you spend on Amazon in the next six months, we're giving you 20% back? I would be buying everything in Amazon and maxing out that offer. So they what do, is that? They do cap that one. Okay, what is that card again? But uh, that was the Blue Cash Everyday card from Amex. There's one that you pay a fee for and you get, more, you get up to 6% cash back at supermarkets. They cap that at $6,000 per year. Um, so there's, if you go to AmericanExpress.com, you can see the cards they're offering. I always used Amex cards because back in the day, they had just the most stellar customer service in the world. Yeah, I was traveling once in South America, and they overnighted me a new card. Um, that kind of made me a customer for life. Yep. But, but uh, I think there's a lot of good companies that will take care of you now. So that's just one to think about. Yeah, for what it's worth... I I wouldn't let uh, annual fees scare me off. Um, I see that as an investment into walking into this door and getting these perks. It's pretty simple math to go how, you know, how much cash back until they pay for that, that uh, annual fee and then start paying me money to use their card because they're betting that I'm a sucker and I'm not going to pay it off. But of course I am a biblical boss and I'll be paying it off and they're not going to make any money off of me. In fact, I'm going to make money off of them. So I was going to say there are people who their whole deal is like going, well, they give you this many airline points, so that's worth .003 worth of our, you know, our little star system. And the rental car company will give you 30,000 of their points, so I'm going to turn that And they... They, a lot of these people turn every single system, try to try to standardize. Well, here's the most valuable cards. I don't want to, I don't do that with everything because one of the, one of the, the things that delights me is that this little scam that I run with my credit cards it brings me joy. So like I'm not gonna get a Nordstrom's card because I'm not interested in Nordstrom's, and that could be the quote most valuable card out there. But that doesn't bring me any joy, so I'm not gonna do that system. So I keep my eyes out on, on the things in my world, and those that's the merry-go-round I, I stay on. I'll just throw this guy out because he's this is what he does for a living. I've, I've checked in many times. There's some dude out there called the points guy, and that's his whole deal is checking credit cards, and his whole living is getting getting the kind of kickbacks from credit card companies that we've been talking about. So he, he'll, do, he'll do comparison shopping on airline credit cards, et cetera. The other one that's worth looking at if you're interested in just the best overall card for generic use before we dive into hacking yeah is nerd wallet that's a great site that i've used that i I really like that was the second thing that came up and so nerd wallet does a review of like they have on their page right now the best credit cards of 2020 and it's compare top credit cards with straightforward guides sign up bonuses and generous rewards we found the credit cards that stand out from the crowd so feel free to do that this is just us talking with friends about what's in our wallet feel let me use that phrase and um 
why we use them. Are we going to reveal the Abraham's Wallet card on this? No, podcast? that's that, that's coming. That, okay. That's a few <laughs> years away. Um, so the the first thing I will I will just mention is that in my in my merry-go-round of credit cards is a Delta card for me. Now in Cincinnati we have yet to see what the future of Delta is in our city. I keep hearing we're going to be cutting back, 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 back. But I also see that Messer Construction is making this gigantic new uh, concourse at our airport. So I don't know. We'll be, we'll be, be, will we be expanding some way next year? I don't know. But for the time being, in the world that we used to live in last year and, and prior, um, my wife and I uh, did, did a lot of travel for work. And for that reason, we did a lot of travel for pleasure because we would rack up huge points. So we always wanted to be at least gold in Delta's system, which gets you free upgrades, etc. You get, you know, if you spend, if you buy Delta flights with your Delta card, you get, you know, I don't know, multiples on of points that they're worth and blah, blah, blah. So I always have the, have always had the Delta card in my, in my merry-go-round. And Here's what I do with all credit cards. There will be a minimum spend. I think it's $25,000 a year. And once you hit that number, you're gold. You don't have to do anything else. So whenever I hit the magic lever, and that usually happens for me with my Delta card, I'd say in midsummer sometime. As soon as I hit that, that Delta card comes right out of my wallet. And it doesn't see the light of day until January 1 and we start the game again. So... That's part of my deal, the Delta card. Secondly, is I know so many friends for whom the Starwood card was like the gold standard. If you go to the points guy, he'll talk about the Starwood card. It's really valuable. There's so many hotels on this. Um, if you have followed us for any length of time, you know about our, our year-end summits that we do with our wives. I have always done a summit that's only on points so we fly out there with free delta miles we usually do this in new york we stay with our spg points at some fancy dan hotel that we've saved up for um and the only thing that we're paying for when we're on these trips is meals which is really fun um well starwood doesn't exist anymore um it's been re-rolled out as bonvoy so it screwed me up because <laughs> you get a lot more hotels as a part of the package, but now the points are all different. And you, I remember the days when, you know, if uh, if you had a night stay for twelve thousand points, you thought that did pretty well. And now, now the the my perspective has gone all wonky because it's like thirty thousand points for a night stay, and so we're now confused. Like, how much is any points worth, or whatever. But that thing is that thing tends to be when I finish with my Delta card in a year, I usually go to that Bonvoy card because, well, this summer my family went on. Um, we did a road trip. Um, we're always using those points up. Um, I'm I'm about to go visit friends in Texas. Um, if there's no house for me to stay in, I do it all on those bonvoy points and i can either go lowbrow with some of their cheap hotels or we can do something fancy so that's kind of those are kind of my standbys now 
And with the Bonvoy, I'm just trying to build up as many points as I can so that I'm always staying somewhere for free. None, neither of those are really interesting to me, Mark. Uh, what really excites me is when there's a special deal that comes through the pop line. Okay. So. It was nice of that air conditioning unit to shut off right as it we get to the. It most feels like a drum roll, doesn't juicy it? Juicy part of your is really important. Roll out here. Probably I should have done some research, which you might can do while I'm blathering on and on and on. But a couple of years ago. I saw an ad, you know, the little like you're in Starbucks or coffee shop and there's a little cork board with somebody's giving guitar lessons on that cork board. No more central or important than any community theater nonsense that's on these cork boards. I saw a little advertisement for, you know, you should get the Starbucks Visa card. And it said something like, would you like free drinks? Something like that. I thought to myself. Not only do I like free drinks, but at the time, my weekly meeting with my wife, which I think was on Wednesday afternoons at the time, we always met at a Starbucks. Um, that's where we looked at the budget and we kind of started and we worked on goals and we talk about the next month's plans. And, you know, we that's where we had our weekly meeting, always at a Starbucks. So we're always spending I don't know, $10, $12, $18 at a Starbucks every week. And then I'm thinking, huh, the old Starbucks wants to make me an offer for a credit card. I'm up for that. Okay. You know what I did? I went and looked online. That's what I did. Looked at their looked at their credit card. Guess what their credit card was? I think it was $100 to sign up. And their deal was when you use our credit card for something like a hundred dollars. It was a very nothing amount of money. When you use our credit card, we will kaching into your account. I think it was twenty five hundred um, Starbu- Starbucks points. Now, uh, forgive me if this math is wrong, but it's like with fifty points, you could get a free drink. And they're about to lay twenty five hundred of these stars on me. I quickly did two things. Carry the one. Okay. Uh, this card is worth a lot more than $100 that I'm paying for this. So that's a yes. I'm, I'm doing that. And so I pulled the lever on this card only to find out that once you have the card, if you have the card active and you're using the card, every month they would also throw you out. This is our special barista pick of the month. So whatever our new fruity, dumb invention, coffee invention that we've come up with, we're throwing that out to you. That's going to be free to you this month. Just walk up to the register. Tell them it's the barista pick. Have them scan this. Now, the funny thing is this card is so not pushed that I had this humorous experience for a year or for however long I had it um, that you would go up to the... Uh, cashier you give them the knowing nod a wink and you say i'm here for the uh <clears throat> barista pick <laughs> here for the barista pick and the person behind the cash register goes i don't know what you're talking about well i have a credit card and they would always say back to me starbucks has a credit card <laughs> yeah there's a credit card so look just scan this in and they would go well that's our new drink i mean i don't think they're giving those away anywhere well they're giving away to me Beep, beep. Okay, well, you're going to get a large of the new drink. 
Um, I loved it. I loved the Starbucks card. I recommended it to everybody who who would listen to me yammer on about the Starbucks card. Mark, as I've been t- telling this exciting tale of the Starbucks credit card, have you done any research? Have you made yourself useful over well, there? Well, I have to. I have to chime in because you turned me on to this, and here's what you might be thinking, fellas. You might be thinking, I don't really use Starbucks that much. That was me. I have a favorite little local coffee joint near me. That's yeah. where I go. Um, but they had upped the ante pre-COVID to something like 6,000 points plus a bonus 1,200 points. Wow. And what I like to drink is a cup of coffee. Oh. <laughs> and a cup of coffee at Starbucks Boring. does not take as many points as a fancy drink. So I kind of did some math and I said, I could get a cup of coffee like four times a week for a year and use their space and their Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. My clients really like to sit down in a Starbucks and yes. meet. Now, again, this was before we decided to close the economy for six months. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, that, that might have changed your values, but we're talking about the old world here. And so for me, it wasn't so much. This is something that I really am excited about. I thought I could save myself a ton of money that I'm currently spending because I'd like to have clients sit down at a coffee shop and have a meeting. That's a good place for us to do do work together mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, so the value for me was in kind of saying, is this reward, can I use this to save myself money somewhere else? Yes. And the answer was 100% yes. Indubitably. Uh, and, you know, we, we, now that we have <laughs> effectively free coffee for the year from Starbucks... And most places are shut down for in-person dining and meetings and things. I still, my wife has become very accustomed to a a cold brew on, mm. on a Sunday morning. She's become accustomed to this way of life. It's a delight to her, and I like to surprise her with yes. a treat like that. So Yeah, so my MO with the Starbucks card, great example, is that when you pull that lever and you spin their first little... They got their little bar. You got to jump over, spend a couple hundred dollars. Then you get the tidal wave of stars that come in. That's why I came. That's why I came to you, Starbucks, is I came for the tidal wave of stars at the beginning. Once I have processed through those, and by the way, it did take me a whole year to to work through all of those free drinks. And I was, guys, I was the bell of the ball when I would go to the Starbucks with the friends. And I would say, order up, guys. You want that ridiculous little yes. hard-boiled egg plate? Yeah, of course. It's on me. Guess, come on. Let's all let's all do it. Hooray for everyone. Let's have frappes all around because I had all the points. Matter of fact, when I would show those points, all those hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of points to the baristas, they would look at me with awe and they would say, how did you acquire all these points, all these stars, sorry, stars, I don't know. I would say something clever and say, well, you know, if you worked a little harder in your life, I guess maybe you could get this many stars, too. Yeah, they didn't believe me the first time I said I have 7,200 points. (laughs) She goes, what? (laughs) I don't know what the other barista's name was. What's a a good barista name? (laughs) I don't know. Carlos? (laughs) (laughs) Enrique? I don't know. Sunshine? You want something hipster? Moonbeam. <laughs> yeah, okay. Get over here and check this guy out. He's got 7,200 points. What? Uh, that's so cool. I didn't think Moonbeam was a guy. 
But uh, so that's cool. And, you know, when I'm sitting here researching, all the big websites are going to show you the credit cards that have the best introductory offers for travel, cashback, things like that. To me, the genius thing you have found is that these retailers whether it's Starbucks or, I don't know, REI. This is stuff um, I'm already going to use. It's in my life already. They have terrible credit cards, generally. These credit cards never score on the online ratings. Yeah, no, they don't. Because they're not good for you. The fee, like if you keep the Starbucks card past a year, they hit you with a $50 fee. Oh, sure. Almost wipes out the value unless you are uh, just everyday Starbucks person. You'd probably get value from it. But for most of us normal humans... You don't want that card after year one. But this guy. But these cards have such cool introductory offers and such low thresholds to hit them. Yes. That I'd say adding one per year, you don't want to go crazy and add seven because that will negatively impact your credit. Even if you have a great credit score. But adding one per year can add some some pop pop and sizzle to, to your... Yeah, monthly rhythms. So, what's another one that you're? you're what I was going to say, I want to because this is a really important part of the scheme. I'm here for the tidal wave of stars. Once I've spin up that tidal wave, the card sits on the my shelf, and I've got a reminder in my calendar that before we hit one year, right at the one year, I cancel that card. I was here for the introductory tidal wave of stars. I'm not paying that second year's fee. I'm riding out into the sunset with all of my free coffees, having having ingratiated all of my friends to me with their free frappes. So that's the deal. So now the, the uh, thing that I'm on right now, what I'm very excited about, it's in my it's in my wallet, which is my phone right now, is the REI card. We've talked about that. You've heard that a couple of times. So right now, the REI card. They are offering, I think the first time you use the card, you get a $100 uh, gift card. And I think when you spend, it's a pretty low number. I think it might be $1,500. Once you spend, I think $1,500, you get a $300 gift card to REI. I saw that and thought, (laughs) I think I found my next credit card. And indeed I had, I had found my next credit card. And so what you have seen since you've been at my home is my new uh, camp mattress came in the mail because you know what I did? Because this guy, tapping at his own forehead right now, this guy thinks about it. He thinks it through. And at the last man camp, someone that I lent my camp mattress to lost it and did not return it. And if that's you out there, well, you did well because I don't know who you are, so you figured it out. So, anyhow, I lent a camp mattress to somebody. It did not come back. Those are worth about $120. I thought, I'm going to have to buy one of those. Eventually, REI says, would you like us to give you $100? I said, yes. I'll I'll use your little card. They sent me the gift card. Did I go run out while willy-nilly and spend it, slapdash, throwing around their money? No. I waited until... The Labor Day sale. Everything was slashed. And I bought that thing for, I think, $59 on sale with their money, with money left over. I'm going to be buying a parka soon 
with their money. And that's this year's reco from Steve for the gift card that pays you to be responsible. So you're on REI. I'm still milking the Starbucks cow. Um, <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> what uh, lattes come out? Is there anything else on your radar? Steamy lattes, or because this out? is the thing. I this is the challenge that I'm faced with as I furiously scour the internet for morsels to include in this podcast. Uh-huh. Is there's not the, these cards don't really show up on the rating sites the way that that's know, what's kind of exciting to me is that as I go about my life, you know, there was a time in my life, okay, say 25 years old, when I'm trying to be very careful with every dollar. And if anybody came sniffing around, would you like a new credit card? I was always like, no way, man. And I'm too responsible. No way. But these days, I'm kind of like, oh, what are you offering? And I'm listening. I'm always scouting the credit cards. Who's, who's offering what for credit cards? Because Again, when I hit this $1,500 threshold with REI and I get that $300 card, this REI card is going back on the shelf and I will be canceling it. So I will then be in the market for a new credit card so that I can run my credit card. They're trying to run a scam on me. I'm running my scam on them. Do you see how that's working? That's what I'm doing. So that's what I kind of enjoy about it. Like Panera had offered a credit card for a while and it was like, how would you like a free pick two once a month for a year? Okay, I'm thinking, I'm doing some quick math. Okay, that's about $120. How much does it cost? $50? Mm, okay, I'll do that card. So I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking around my life. I'm just looking around. That's why the Starbucks thing was a real epiphany was because I didn't always choose Starbucks. But, brother, when I got that card, I was hitting Starbucks on traveling, weekends, whatever because i was making it happen so that's what i would say is look around your life you know apple apples they've got their card right now all right well, that doesn't mean a lot to me yeah but i'm not saying i'm doing it i'm saying that's the kind of thing when they offered it i was like well tell me about your card i'm listening so whatever brands and places my my daughters and wife are into athleta these days we have the athleta card okay that's a great example because so. they upgrade us to free shipping they gave us a hundred dollars off and it's no fee um my wife pulled the trigger on that one without consulting (laughs) me so that's another reason why we have it although i think it's a reasonable one i just you do want to communicate with your significant other if you both get interested in this oh i see okay you should communicate you could have you could end up with more open credit accounts than you really want and like Stephen already said canceling these before a year can be a slight ding to the credit so just be sure that that's uh something that you're keeping your finger on the pulse of but yeah i would love it if some readers listeners ah, let us know give us got, if you've got the golden, give us some tips the golden goose out there and you've trapped him i thought you're gonna say golden corral had a credit card if you've got the golden corral credit card I doubt that you're listening to the I Abraham's Wall. I, I do too. But you might be. I don't know. But you were saying, if you've got the golden ticket, let us know. I'd love to, to feature some listener suggestions here because, like I said, these are a little tricky to unearth. So it might not be right for everyone, but if you've got a card that you think this is... That'd be a fun mailbag episode. Oh, man. Yeah. Credit card wing dingers. 
credit card wing dingers and and yeah the hacks of of the abraham's wallet crew anyways this has been a fun little episode thanks for listening to my tales from credit card land and keep an eye on the blog because steven's gonna break this down in written format soon as well so we'll get a little bit more linky and send you to places where again we're not going to be taking affiliate link revenue here we just want to help you guys out um but you'll be able to click around on there and see what we're talking about while you have to spend money enjoy spending that money and i say let these uh predatory credit card companies pay you something for doing it that's my that's my thing amen all right thanks bros see you next time yep for abraham's wallet i'm mark parrot i'm steven Manuel. adios Thank you.